Hey guys, we're trying again. Living in a gift economy with Emily Potter on Ultra Perform, the show about performing your best. We get experts and celebrities from around the world to share what they find in value in life to make them expert, what they've learned in their life. So we're just waiting for Emily to show up. Hopefully this will work this time. We've had some lots of technical difficulties today, but hopefully we can make it so the show goes on. Yeah, I see Emily. Let's see if we can make it work. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Emily, I can hear you. Wonderful. We had to do it a hokey way, but here we are. Wonderful. Glad to be here, Adam. (laughs) Glad you could make it. You stuck through it. You didn't give up after 12 or... (laughs) Fifteen minutes of all that, but that's how life is. And you know what? Maybe it's perfect for us to talk about this because I'm sure in living in a gift economy, which is why you're on the show today to share with us what that means, you probably have breakdowns, you know, fairly regularly or sometimes, I don't know, maybe you could share some of that. We can just jump into that. Oh, yeah, get to the good stuff right right off the bat. Yes, um, the amount of breakdowns that I've had over the last three years has been to the point where one of my mentors actually has said, if you haven't, if you still feel devastated in your life, it just means you haven't been devastated enough. So the only way to rectify that is just to keep getting devastated but you can not be afraid of it anymore. And then from there, you're fearless. You're, you're full of courage. So I have, I have really leaned into that, and I say that with humor because definitely that doesn't seem ideal. But, but in truth, that's so much of what this has been for me is going down into my deepest fears of what could possibly be, especially in regards to my relationship with money, and living through the fear all the way to the other side. And so then I feel courageous. I feel stronger. And, and those things that used to have an emotional weight or fear around them, it, it, it's been neutralized. So, yeah, that's, that's a, exactly the, the place to start is how much I've broken down along the way in this journey. Well, so, yeah, I, I can totally relate to what you're saying. And I also think it's a really crappy way sometimes to – get stronger you know I've seen it because I've seen it I've lived it I'll either if I'm trying to hike uh, I'll do these runs hikes with the packs up on a trail and like the side of a not a mountain but I guess it is a mountain but I don't see it that way with a lot of weight like 100 pounds 130 pounds and I'm by myself and it's really hard but it does build confidence and strength and I've also felt beat down sometimes by events or life. Do you ever get in that kind of a situation where it's not positive, where you feel like, ugh, again? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I share very openly that, so I've been living in a gift economy. In April 2018, it'll be three exact years. I quit my day job 
almost three years ago, it was a very cush job that gave me benefits and security and all of the things that are the American dream. And I loved that job. And, and I really knew that it was time for me to take a leap of faith and to really follow my heart. And so, so here I am out into the world and, and following this dream of being a musician living in a gift economy. So, so along the way, when I first started, I was really fragile with what that could look like, and that, that's the way it is with all of us when we first start something. And so with, with your question, it's really timely because I, I love to do a comparison of how I did when I actually was living in New York. I was there and doing some concerts. I, I, I'm based out of Salt Lake City, Utah, and I went across the United States just doing house concerts as a musician. And when I got to New York, it was six months later, so I took about six months to go through. And when I got there, I was at my last $2 that I owned to my name at $2. And at the time, I was in New York? pretty much having pa- – Yeah, in New York City. I was walking the streets mm. of New York City with $2 <laughs> in my pocket. <laughs> and and what's, what's interesting is back then I was really fragile, really scared. Um, that means something, right, that you only have $2. That means what? That means that, you know, dot, 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 fill in the blanks. And that's, there's fear there. And I want to share with you, this is really exciting because it just happened a few days ago, that, that, so that first time going into New York with $2 in my pocket, I lived through it. And I, we can talk about that if you want, but I lived through it. I lived through that, this, the scariest parts of my journey thus far. I just got back from New York a few days ago, and I have grown so much. And so here, here is the exact same scenario, Adam, that I had two and a half years ago, where now it's actually humorous that I got down to $1 in my pocket. So that's hilarious because the universe is funny that way of like, okay, well, let's see how you, how, how are you? You know, here's a little, little check mark on, on how have you, how have you done this, this so far? And I have to tell you because of the inner work that I've been doing and weeding out the idea of scarcity and really truly believing, not just in theory, but actually living the reality that I get to live abundance wherever I am because I am the abundance in those moments. And I can go into some of that too. But basically, I had $1 in my pocket just a few days ago that my friend actually found in Times Square on the sidewalk and gave to me because I didn't even have $1. But she gave me $1. I'm like, okay, now I have $1. And what I get to share with you is I got to see who I I am in that moment. And I, I was looking, wow, I... I am so different than where I was before. And that's the result of doing the work that we all are doing to, to improve ourselves. It, it was really a celebration moment. So I love that you asked that question. Um, how, when you go really low into the, the work that we get to do along the way and fulfilling our dreams, we don't just stay put and have it cycle in the same way, or at least we have the opportunity to grow and evolve so that the new moment can be there and it can be one of joy. Have you found out it's not about money? Because you don't seem like it's a big deal when you just have a dollar or two dollars. Yeah, I I am one. There's several people that I know that are living within a gift economy, and that's because now that I'm doing this and I've really committed my life to it, uh, we kind of find each other, of course. So some some people who are living in the gift economy do it in other ways, and I'm one who actually does receive 
needs money. So some people decide to just do goods and services, trading, that kind of thing. I'm someone who does receive money, goods, services, whatever people want to give in, in, in return for the gifts that I have to give. And what, what I found is it isn't about money, but money is one of the ways that abundance can flow. It's just the, the irony, the strange thing is that so many of us have put our abundance equating with money and and it's a it's a limiting way of looking at abundance because it's only one way that I have found and so I believe that I have chosen to to learn what true abundance is and so that I've had to go to the very uh, lowest as far as money is concerned so that I could look around and say whoa I am abundant I I have I've been consistently connected with with friends and family and and places and resources, I mean, there's, there's a significant amount that goes with Yana. And that's nothing new, but when you're taking away the, the money as the, the focus, it, it expands, it has expanded my way of looking at abundance. And now I can bring in all different uh, flows towards me and away from me. It's really, really a fun. That's great. So you, uh, you do what? What is your? What do you do? You're you're a magician, not a magician. No. Uh, you you do the DreamWork concert. What is that about? What do you do uh, exactly? So this is, So the DreamWalk concert. Thanks for asking about that because this is my passion. So I I am walking my own walk. So I really believe in in the idea that we all came to the planet to live our legacy, to live our dream. And we can ask each other, why aren't we doing that? And there are good, good reasons. A lot of them are money-based. Well, I have to pay the bills. I have, you know, health. I have to worry about health care. And I have to, you know, make sure of these things that keep me solid and, and grounded. And those are very legitimate reasons. At the same time, I'm, I'm very pro-dream. I feel like whatever avenues people get to take, for that dream to come true, whether it is quitting your job if that's right for you or whether it's keeping the job and that's right for you. Whatever it is, I'm very pro-dream. This is my passion. So I've created this concert called the Dream Walk Concert. And basically, I'm walking through the elements of what it means to dream and what our this, this one thing that, that all of us are connected with, the idea of we wake up in the morning and we have a dream. So we start. I start with uh, storytelling. The whole the whole concert is storytelling, and and my original music. And once in a while, I have a, have a cover song, um, and I'm sharing my own story. So it becomes really personal, and I'm relating it to the audience of what their dreams are. So I start out with a dream, with a song about when a dream first sprouts, and what that feels like, and that first idea, that first spark that happens within us. And I take the the audience through. The, the experience of dreaming where we then decide who we're going to tell our dreams to. And those people, those, those, that support group around us is so vital so that our dream can live and extend outside of our own minds and our own hearts. And we can connect other people with our dreams. And we can also support those dreamers in our lives too. So we have songs about that. And then taking us through, and most, most people who are, truly following and pursuing a dream have experienced deep and profound heartbreak 
and risking everything and putting everything on the line. These are the warriors that we have on the planet. These people who are ready to go for the dream and commit and lean in and take a stand. These are my heroes. Whatever and however those dreams look, this is what we have in common as that hero's journey going forward. So I have dreams about that and and really seeing and witnessing the audience with, with the songs of my own experience and saying, hey, I see you and I, I support you. And this is a place that gets really sensitive for people because there are broken hearts in my audience listening. And right then I start to sing a song about resting. Maybe it's their time to rest along the way because mm-hmm. I really do believe that as we walk and walk and walk, our dream walk, this is a this is a extensive experience. It's not when we're going to for a real dream that takes decades to, to get to, and we know this about dreams, it's, it's no, there's no there's no promise it's going to be in a quick you know six months to a year. That's that's very unlikely, truthfully, with the big dreams that we want. That's going to be our life legacy. So so sometimes those dreams take decades, and so it's, it's really I believe it's really important for us to rest along the way. So I have a I have a, a song about that resting and and allowing yourself to really feel nourished and, and celebrate that space of, of resting and, and taking long walks and breathing and, and uh, taking care of oneself. Then continuing on, it, it pretty much closes with, with that idea of the dream itself is, is pursuing us as much as we're pursuing it. I really do believe that the dream that lives inside of us has its own intelligence and, and it's, it's, it's something that we can actually trust instead of something crazy and ridiculous. Of course it's crazy and ridiculous. It's going gonna, it's gonna to challenge us. It's going to push us forward. So I have, a, I have a song that closes about how the whole dreaming experience and the whole dream walk of what life is, is actually the walk itself with ourselves, going inside, learning and growing. There's nowhere to get to. It's really just a brilliant adventure along the way. So this is about an hour walk that I take people through with the storytelling of my own experience. I get pretty vulnerable because truthfully, what I'm doing doesn't work unless I have a wide open heart, whether I'm, and if I'm willing to tell, tell my own truth and speak my truth in a story way. So it really does respond to audiences because I make a, promise myself that I don't go on stage unless I am fully wide-hearted, open-hearted, and, and my audiences can feel that. Do you sometimes not go on stage at all because you don't feel open, or do you just get open? That's a great question. I've never had anybody ask me that question. <laughs> um, I was just listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have created venues. And the way that I've done it so far is I've done it through a house, con- house concert model. So my audiences are right there in the living room with me or I'm in a garden area. You know, I, I've, had, I've had one person in my audience and I've had 100 people in my audience. So it's really so far I've just begun this and it gets pretty intimate. So the truth is I, I haven't actually ever been on stage without because even if I any kind of part of my heart that's closed by the time I get through the first song I'm there I'm in the space and and I'm I'm ready to to really get into this passion of mine this is my passion because if I can actually connect to a person's dream and what I'm actually doing it's good for you to hear this is I'm 
singing to the person, but really intimately I'm singing to the dream. And what I know about the dream is that the dream is going to sparkle and swirl inside of that person, and it will take it far past the concert dates when they, when they saw me play. Something about our experience will connect them deeper and, and nourish that dream so that they can take it and say, wow, there's, there's this crazy dread-headed girl going around the world totally taking a stand for my dream. And, and there's, there's something, and it's, it's, we can only just believe it now because I'm just talking about it, but in the concert itself, there's a nourishment that happens around that dream. And I am so passionate about that because this is, this is the legacy that I want to take and bring to the planet. This is what I want to leave behind is I want, I want people to know that they came to the planet for a reason for their dream. And, and I'm only one person, but this is, the, this is the planet that I want to live on. This is the world I want to live in, is a, is a world of people actually pursuing and, and living their dreams. And my motivation is really that then you're happy. You are most happy when you're living your dream. I'm most happy when I'm living my dream. And I just want that. And it sounds so naive. It sounds so Pollyanna, and I don't care. <laughs> this is who I am. This is what I, I have to offer. And and so the truth is I'm always on stage with that open heart and making sure that I'm there because my audience deserves that. Wow. That's great. What uh, so many questions. So, you know, a lot of the time people, would they uh, – they'll worry about their security. Like you said, you had a cush job. It was, I think you used the word security. It had the uh, benefits and everything. People tend to, the, the reason why people tend to look for security, you have to keep in mind what I'm doing too. It's not, I'm not coming from a place of like, hey, you need to worry about security. But a lot of people worry about chasing their dreams because they're worried what if I get sick, what if I get hurt what if I get old they worry about their security in the future whether it's tomorrow or when they're 70 how do you how do you secure yourself from that or do you worry about that at all or where where are you in that conversation yeah I love this conversation I'm glad you brought this up this is something that was specifically potent for me in the first 10 months when I first quit my job because I had a little bit of savings when I first quit my job and savings ran out eventually. So I started having panic attacks um, when that happened and that's something to, to share very authentically so people don't think, oh, she didn't think twice about it. She just went on the road, didn't, didn't have a care in the world. That is not my story. <laughs> I was very scared and and. I had panic attacks about six months in and then again uh, like eight months after I quit my job. And this is where I had to lean in. If I'm actually going to keep going, this is something that I'm learning so much about dreamers is that there's continually a time and a space to either lean in or lean out. And it's the leaning in that then promises all of the results of the lean in. If somebody actually free falls, Towards their dream, there's mega risk that happens, and yet then they have all of the, the possibilities open to them. If they're holding on, I'll just talk about myself. If I'm holding on to this security, then then that's what I have promised to me. Then I know that much can be offered to me. Now, the thing about it that I've learned is 
I'm looking back in history and I'm, I'm looking at what security looks like. And truthfully, if we look at the bigger picture, this isn't an everyday kind of conversation, it's the bigger picture. There have been so many things that we put our security onto that actually then was, can be wiped away in a heartbeat. So for a, a homeowner to, to have security about, well, at least I have a place to stay, and in, in compassion and empathy, we can say it's not actually a secure place when that, when if for anyone who's been a victim of a house fire, then their house is gone mm-hmm. within an instant. So something has to be more secure than that. And another example is with money. We've seen inflation and we've seen, you know, the Great Depression. A significant amount of money can be in your savings, but it doesn't mean anything. It, it means nothing within weeks. It can it just be paper because the security actually is not anything external. So this has been my whole journey of who am I then? Where does the security come from? And I've learned from myself so much about this that, and I'll say it again, and it sounds so etheric for people who are on this or not on this path. I've learned that I am the abundance. Wherever I am, I can outpour life upon that moment. And that's what the gift economy is, is that I get to give gifts. Sometimes the gifts look like physical services, like along the way I've been giving, I've been staying with hosts, and I get to give, you know, I've been, I've been gardening for them, babysitting, doing their dishes. I find so many ways to give, and I'm pouring life upon that. And so our relationship then gets stronger. So the currency between me and, and the person is not money, but it's a strengthened relationship. And so what I know about that is that I've just created security. Now, the thing is, I can't do this in the hopes that somebody gets back to me. It can't be that. It has to be a purely joyful thing to give a gift. And that person then joyfully wants to give back to me and say, you know what, I love you. I love your open heart. I want to give you a meal. Come enjoy a meal with me. And I say, yay! And we get to, we get to have the strengthened, the strengthened relationship. And that's, what, that's why the gift economy works. And, and the truth is, this, so, this so is a level of security. It's a great place to, that you brought us to. So what's the difference between the gift economy and mooching? I love that question so much. It's one of my favorite questions, especially when this is brand new. The difference between gift economy and mooching is that the mooching or panhandling is considered a one-way exchange. It only serves one party involved. The gift economy is that there's always this experience of give and receive, give and receive. So, so if I was going to give a gift to you today, it would be in a pure, special place from my heart. I just want to give you something without any expectation of return. You receive that. And we, we now have a strength in currency. So I'm not expecting anything. And you know me well enough that you know, okay, she's not expecting anything in return. Otherwise, it's a tainted gift, truthfully, because then there's something attached to it. There's a hook. But that's not what it is. It's really just we are in it for the long haul, for a, for a deepened, most beautiful relationship. And in six months to 100 years, you at some point have the opportunity to give back to me. And you say, oh, my goodness, I, I want to give this thing to you. It, I'm so excited to give this to you. And I say, yay. And in the meantime, I'm having new relationships with all other people, and so are you. And the truth is, 
the gift economy, it sounds like it's this wild, crazy, alternative way of being, but we're all part of the gift economy every single day. I've just chosen to actually have it be my only lifestyle. Um, but, yeah, that's the difference is that it's, a, it's an exchange of, with, with the idea of pouring life upon each other, where I find that mooching is a taking that only affects and only um, gives to one of the parties involved. On the party involved. That's, that's great. That's really good. So you've been to 14 countries doing this? I have, yeah. I, I didn't start out thinking that I was, it was going to go international. Um, I was just going, actually, the, my, my truth is I quit that day job thinking to a nice round at even number of six months. That's a nice way to, you know, have a, a fun adventure in life. So about six months, mm-hmm. and then I'll go be normal again and get a job like everyone else. And it was about six months in that I, I had a really strong opportunity because of the panic attack, truly, just late. I only had a couple, but that was enough for me to wake up and say, okay, I have a choice now. My savings is about to run out, and I don't know how much I really believe in this thing that I'm talking about, this gift economy. What a lovely theory, right? But right about then, I – that if I don't get a grip and if I don't choose in all the way, <laughs> then I will die. If I don't get a grip. <laughs> if I don't get a grip, because I, I mean, if, I don't know if you've ever had a panic attack, but um, I had two of my I first have, one. I have. Have. okay. Yeah. We can you don't know it. When you don't have them, you're like, when you don't have them, you're like, what is going on? Why am I freaking out? Oh my gosh. It was, it was right? my first one. Yeah, for sure. And I love making sure to share that with people because it, it, it really brings, you know, people who have had that experience can say, oh, compassion, compassion, <laughs> definitely a scary thing. So when I, that was actually my catalyst to, to ask the question, do I want to go back into having that security of a job or do I want to continue? And that was quite the process for me. But I chose in deeper. And right when I did, Adam, it was amazing because within a few days, I then was on that field of free fall and, and all these wide open possibilities were now available to me because I was like, you better catch me. I mean, I, I just gave my life to this even deeper. And life then started to gift me with bigger gifts, like plane tickets and accommodations in Thailand and Jerusalem and concerts in Athens, Greece, and Romania. I mean, amazing things because I leaned in. And then I had the opportunity, you know, months later to lean in deeper and deeper. And so now I've only just begun. I mean, everybody knows when you start a project, the first three years are really when you're really sharing, like, hey, I really am in. But now it's about to get even more fun <laughs> because I'm gonna I'm gonna continue because I I'm having the time of my life. I hope that's clear. <laughs> this is a really crazy way to live, but no, no, that wasn't wild. clear. You sound you sound <laughs> excited and passionate for sure. But I didn't know you're having the time of your life. How long have you been I'm doing having, this since you quit? Yeah, your job? so it yeah in April 2018 it'll be it'll be three exact years. April 15th will be my anniversary, and boy will I celebrate. Yeah, I'm having the time of my life because I'm learning so much about myself in ways that I want to know myself. I want to know who I am when I have $1 in my pocket. I want to know who I am. And what I found so far is that I am someone who can lean into joy in that moment and trust and gratitude. And those are powerful Mm -hmm. tools. And to know that about myself, 
I had to go through all those panic attacks so that I could get to the place of like, hey, I, I now know that's possible. Just not have to freak out because $1 means something that's negative. It's like, wow, I wonder what's going to happen now. This is so exciting. And I'm there now. I, I've done the work to get to that place. So it's definitely a stretch, but I'm the happiest that I've ever been. This is, this is, this is me living my dream and really trusting the dream, and it's taking me exactly where I want to go. Well, that's great. You can ignore those prompts if you can hear them, everyone. It's going to go on just a little longer. Um, so tell us about the million kisses. Um, that's your, is that just what you're doing and that's the name of it? Like what you just explained during this uh, show? So the Million Kisses Foundation is something that I created. I'm the director of it. It's about well, actually, it was way before I started this project of, of the Dreamwalk concert and living in the gift economy. Okay. But but, but it was it was almost like the beginning of the whole process. Did you have another question? Or oh, no, no, okay, no, I'll that's, keep a, going then. that's a question. Okay, yeah. So so the name of it is basically saying I want to create a relationship with money that's as effortlessly given and received as kisses. So we all talk about how we want it, you know, really easily. We say the words millionaire. Oh, I want to be millionaire. A million dollars in my thinking cow. I took that for myself because I also say that and, and use the word kisses because I want money to be given and, and received as effortlessly as kisses. When you're kissing your partner or when you're kissing your grandma and your, your kitty cat, you're not counting every little kiss. And now you're saying, now you owe me that much more. Now I gave you 10, dollars, 10 kisses, now you owe me 10. We're not saying that. So there's this <laughs> effortlessness that happens back and forth. I mean, it's funny. You're saying it, you're laughing. It's yeah, I'm not laughing. Imagine. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. <laughs> yeah, for no, sure. for sure. It's a funny idea of, like, you know, kissing your lover, and you're like, hey, you owe me 20. I mean, that could be funny, a fun game to say with them, but – but I love the idea of that effortless exchange. And so I, I named it the Million Kisses Foundation for that energy to be there at the root. And so I also love the idea that kisses uh, note a relationship. We're, we're kissing each other. It can be, it can be intimate, romantic. It also can just be friendly and lovely. And, and those relationships are, are honored within the name. So I do everything within the Million Kisses Foundation because it's, it's my, my logo is there. You can, it's really easy to see. And I take that, that idea around the million kisses and our relationships with money with all of my concerts wherever I go. Oh, that's great. So how do we – thank you very much for being on the show. And how do we get a hold of you if we want to uh, gift you things or have you appear and uh, perform – at our events or create an event around you? How do we reach out to you? So the, the, my, my ideal, my dream, the next level of where I'm going, so I've been doing a house concert model this whole time, and that's still opening. So I'm, I'm very much available for what I'm building for my house concert um, schedule for 2018. I'm also expanding it to workshops and spiritual retreats and, and centers where they are interested in bringing this message of abundance and, and limitless possibilities 
and they want and they desire me and my my DreamWalk concert to be part of what they offer their clients and their audiences. So that's that's one of the the ways that people can listen to this and say, wow, I'd love to have her come, and I can invite 30 of my friends and have her in my backyard and and really have a powerful memory of a of a musical evening. So the way that people can be in touch with me if they want to just know me online or to get in touch with me for those live events, I have a Patreon account that basically means people can give to keep me going. Um, so it's Patreon, which is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash Emily Million Kisses. And that's a really easy way to get a hold of me. I'm also on Facebook with Facebook, uh, The Million Kisses. And then also you can get themillionkisses.org, and then it'll send you all the other links as well. Great. Yeah, I've seen it. I'm actually right on that uh, website right now as we speak, and all your contact information is right there. That's Fabulous. great. We'll thank add you. It to- We'll we'll add it to the show, and thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, We appreciate that. And everyone, keep your eyes and ears open for the next show, the Alta Perform show, Performing Your Best. We bring celebrities, entrepreneurs, authors, uh, musicians, everyone from around the world to share their experiences and their expertise with you so you can perform your best. And on Monday at 5 o'clock, we have Autumn coming. She'll be sharing about her light work. And on Tuesday, we have a special speaker that's been on 10X. I mean, not 10X, uh, TEDx, TEDx. So keep your eyes and ears open and watch and listen to us starting weekdays at 5 o'clock. See you later, Emily. Thank you. See you, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.